0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Extraordinary Women podcast, and this is episode number 90, and I have titled this episode, Listening to Your Heart. So let's get started. You are listening to the Extraordinary Women podcast, a podcast for the woman entrepreneur, where we have candid conversations about the journey of starting a business. You'll give valuable tips and advice as you launch yourself on your own entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, Sherry Harmel, the editor of the Extraordinary Women Magazine Circle. And I embrace my own entrepreneurial journey as a woman of, say, a certain age. And if I can do it, ladies, so can you. I now divide my time between Paris and Boston, which fulfills my desire to create this life reimagined while building a business I love. I am so happy you are here. So let's jump right in. Well, I use that phrase, listening to your heart, but you might call it something else. Maybe it's listening to your gut or listening to your intuition or messages that you hear from your angels. It really doesn't matter how you describe the way at which you get these messages. What is important is that you listen. And so to do that, you have to get quiet and be open to whatever the messages are, right? Those messages can be strong. These can be challenging messages that sound something like maybe this. The marriage is truly over. Maybe it's, honey, you need to return to who you truly are and stop chasing whatever it is that you've been chasing. Another might be, it's time you prioritize your health. Or even something very specific like, girl, get moving. Or stop the sugar. Those messages that you get can also be strong, motivating messages. Maybe it's like, this is the right business for you, or this is the right home for you, or this is the right time for you to get started. Take a chance, maybe start that business. Those messages all come. We get these messages from our bodies. Now, here is a very specific example, and I think many of you might be able to relate to this. When you're looking for a new home, let's say, and and you start to go to open houses or you go to real estate appointments, when that agent opens up the door to a potential home and you walk into the house, you actually know within the first few minutes of walking through that front door, whether the home is a possibility for you or not. You might not be able to even describe why you have that feeling, but you know all those messages and conversations come from that place inside of you, that very wise place that, when we get quiet, has loads and loads of wisdom to share with us. But why do we override our inner wisdom? Maybe we're too busy with life too busy with plans we've made. Plus, I wanna offer this up to really listen. You have to be open to possibly being wrong in all those plans you've created in your head. And that takes a very high level of vulnerability with yourself. Now, Brene Brown is the vulnerability expert, but I'm talking about an aspect of vulnerability that we don't talk about very much, and that is our vulnerability with our own thoughts, our own judgments, and even our own decisions. Let me give you an example. When my two children were going through the endings of their marriages, they needed me. I lived in Boston, and they both lived in Minneapolis. I decided that being close to them geographically would be the best for everyone. Now. <laughs> I got to give you a little background because I'm a coach. I've been a coach for oh good lord, decades. <laughs> On strengths finder, my number 1 and number 2 strengths are activator and futuristic. Sounds good, right? I'm a woman of action who can see future possibilities. Great for a coach. <laughs> More about that later. So, here I am, this activator futuristic crazed woman Within a month or so, I bought a fixer-upper near both of my kids, put my Boston condo on the market, and rented an apartment as my temporary abode while the fixer-upper was being redone. Now, that house was going to be the center of my family life. I wanted space for grandkids, parties, a yard to grow vegetables, and maybe even a dog. I even had plans to stop my coaching business. I was going to be this combination of Mary Poppins, my grandmother, and the Virgin Mary. Well, maybe not the virgin part. I was going to be a matriarch. I was mesmerized by this image of the new me role. Sounds fabulous, right? But What I didn't do was listen to my inner messages. And about those strengths, remember I said I was going to get back to the strengths that work so well when I'm in my coaching role. But as I often tell my clients, our strengths unmoderated can also become our Achilles heel. But I forgot this when I was making my own very emotional decisions. The desire to jump in and save both my kids, who, by the way, didn't need saving, and get closer to my grandkids, be this family matriarch, and have a home filled with people going in and out, overrode every single message my heart was trying to communicate with me. Fast forward. Each of my kids found lovely partners before my fixer-upper was even finished, and they both moved far enough away from the city where the house was that this house was just me, all me, most of the time. Plus, as you all know, renovations always cost more than the estimates, especially when you're dealing with a hundred year old house that had real horsehair as insulation. As for gardening, I conveniently forgot that I have a black thumb. Honestly, I can't grow a thing. I love gardens and flowers, but I don't like to garden, mostly because I'm not very good at it. Gardening confuses me, but I forgot that. But more important than the house, the garden, and my adult kids, is that I hadn't ever felt at home in Minnesota. And that is why I moved away so many times during my adult life. Plus, most of my life's greatest tragedies and sad times have happened in that state. So, by not getting quiet and listening to the messages from my heart, I got myself into a financial, emotional, and physical pickle. I imagine many of you can relate. The real question, though, is why do we override the wisdom we have within ourselves? Is it just because we get busy? I think it's a whole lot more than that. Our culture has a huge impact on us. And by culture, I mean our families, our friends, the culture of our country, our society, and even the times that we live in. And when we are going with the flow of all those cultures, life is smooth. We're in a raft that's gently floating down the river. But when we push against any of those cultural messages, we are either paddling super hard to get our raft to go upstream, or we're navigating that raft through white waters. We're pushing, we're paddling, and we're continually changing directions as we try to get through those competing currents, all the while avoiding huge boulders. It's hard to go against the current, whether you're in a raft. its life and starting a business as a woman midlife next chapter whatever you want to call it often means you're going against cultural norms if you're in midlife our society says it's time to start to think about maybe a condo in a warm climate for the winter estate plans and wills or moving closer to your adult children AARP starts to send you information through the mail at around age 40. Crazy. I remember being incredibly offended when I got my first AARP invite in the mail. And they just keep coming, don't they? I suspect that if you're listening to this podcast, you too are not willing to accept whatever the cultural norms are telling you you should be doing right now. You are most likely, if you're on this podcast, thinking of starting or building your own business. Okay, women entrepreneurs, I want to let you know about a fabulous resource. The Extraordinary Women magazine is only $29.99 a year, and with that minimal investment, You'll receive four issues of the digital magazine, which are just chucked full of inspiring interviews, subscriber highlights, valuable tips, and ideas for you, the entrepreneur, regardless of the stage of your business. But this is a big but. This is more than just a magazine. During the year, you will have opportunities to connect with other like-minded women who are supporting each other and sharing ideas as they go along their business journey, as well as invitations to valuable workshops on topics that you need to plant or bloom or grow that business, as I call it. So go to the TheExtraordinaryWomenMagazine.com and subscribe. Join this movement of women from all over the world who are creating and growing businesses. Take a deep breath because I'm here to tell you that you aren't odd and that there are some real good statistics that I think you will find interesting. And that is that half of all U.S. small business owners are over 50 years old. This comes from the U.S. SBA. Women of color, specifically, are starting businesses at an amazing rate. And this isn't just a U.S. event. It's happening throughout the world. And most of the startups out there are headed up by women. Really interesting. I think this cultural paradigm of what our midlife and beyond should look like has been changing for quite a while. It started with the way we dress, how we take care of our skin and bodies, and that old phrase, it's now an old phrase that 50 is the new 30, has been around for quite a while. Beth DeJolly, who owns and runs Style of a Certain Age, I've interviewed her for this uh, podcast, she has a huge following and is very successful. So how does this cultural talk relate to listening to your heart? Your heart knows what you really want to do. Your heart knows what you will regret not trying in this lifetime. Sitting in my big, gorgeous, renovated, but lonely home during COVID forced me to embrace the quiet time to think through what I had done decisions I had made and what motivated it all. I had to be vulnerable with myself to admit my mistake and face those emotional motivators that had led me to this highbrow but incredibly lonely neighborhood in the City of Lakes. So first is the location question. For me, it was Boston and Paris. These were two cities that healed me after my very long divorce. And I knew, though, that I couldn't get back to Paris until COVID had kind of, you know, lessened. But I faced the fact that for my emotional health, I needed to return to Boston. I had to get vulnerable enough with myself to admit I had left a city that energized me and moved to a city that had sad memories around every corner because I was chasing a fantasy. And that fantasy wasn't even what I truly wanted for my kids. They both found lovely new partners. And what mother doesn't want that for her kids? Yes, they have incredibly busy lives, as did we when we were their ages. That's how life works. So, If you are questioning a move of some kind, I suggest you get quiet and allow your inner wisdom to be heard. Is it a different home you want, a different city, a different state, or is it that you need to reconfigure the home you're already in? Can you repurpose a rarely used guest room? Can you turn a garden shed into your business studio and La Follette who I highlighted in one of the Extraordinary Women magazine issues, she runs a very successful surface design business. And she took over part of her garage and turned it into her office. So listen to what is behind the move or the desire to move. Is it part of the next version of you? And therefore, what could be possible? Now, next, I questioned my business because I was thinking, do I want to start my coaching back up? I had really kind of stepped out for, I would say, about six months. So I had a lot of time to think through options and imagine what could be out there. What's something new and different? I realized, though, that as much as I love, love, love coaching, I also really enjoy and need for my spirit at this point in my life to split the location, split my time between the U.S., Boston specifically, and Paris. But I recognized that that meant very different time zones. For my coaching work to continue, that would mean working nights for me when I was in Paris. And that just didn't feel like a balanced life to me. And it was then that I connected back to what it was that I loved to do, what I was good at, and the magazine and this podcast actually appeared. So my recommendation for you now is to do a mind map, write down all the things that you love, what you are really good at. And if you already have a business, and if you're dealing with some challenges, you can go back to this same exercise. Sit down and figure out what's the current landscape and what is it that's not being used on those strengths and talents and interests that you have, and how could you bring that in? Also, a great idea is to ask your good girlfriends for input. They have a perspective of you that sometimes we can't see for ourselves. We can never see ourselves that well or that clearly. And sometimes, you know, I heard this in a recent podcast interview. It's really great to to ask girlfriends who are maybe in an entirely different industry or maybe they've gone corporate versus, you know, entrepreneurs because they bring a different perspective. And the fact that they're your good friends, you trust their input. So take those skills and loves that you have and ask yourself, how could you use them in a different way? Remembering, always remembering that the best and most successful business evolves out of the passion of the founder. Surprisingly, it's not what would appear to be often the most sensible or the most logical business to start or a business to to bloom, if you want to call it that. Besides, we've all done that already. We did that at our first job after college and probably for many, maybe a decade or so after that. I had to listen to my heart to find, to get my answers. And I think you will too. Now throughout the process, remember and trust that your heart always knows the truth of any question. What I especially love about heart messages is that the message is wrapped up in kindness and love. It's not the nasty, self-judging comments that sometimes come from our imposter syndrome self. Your heart messages are kind, truthful, but kind. You might hear things like, Yes, that was a lovely relationship for that time, but it no longer works for you. It's no longer healthy for you. Yes, you chased that fantasy because you wanted to feel safe, feel loved, feel connected, whatever it was, understandable. But you couldn't have seen how others would react or the decisions that others would make. The Point is, don't beat yourself up. Move on. Yes, you might have taken the job because it seemed like the logical, most sensible thing for you to do at that time, but it's keeping you from doing what it is that you really want, what you are really capable of doing, and it's time to try on something different. How to best get those messages? Honestly, get yourself out in nature. Nature gives us this enveloping energy. is really fascinating to me where we can hear the wisdom of our inner selves. So take a walk into nature all by yourself, whether it's winter or summer, fall or spring. Sit and look at the ducks on the creek, if that's your life, or the gardens around your park bench. Watch the bees and the insects. Listen to the birds chirping. Just let yourself get quiet enough to hear that wisdom of your heart and be open. Be open to new or even contrary ideas. Maybe you'll be asked to consider something you never before thought was possible or something that you never before thought you'd actually do. Just welcome in all the ideas. You don't have to make a decision in that moment. You're just listening. Another idea is to pull back from the details of your life and observe the big picture, like the two-hour movie with you as the lead character in your past, in your present, and in your future life. Let yourself watch that movie. What were you doing? What were you doing that you no longer need to be doing? Where are you? Who are you interacting with? Just watch, listen, and feel your body as you watch your movie. I'm going to close today with something that a gentleman by the name of Paolo Chiolo, I think I'm saying that correctly, said. I think it's just absolutely brilliant and it so fits today. He said, Remember that wherever your heart is, there you will find your treasure. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, I would so much appreciate you taking a minute to rate our podcast and subscribe. We've got lots of super interesting conversations coming up. And if you subscribe, you'll automatically get notice of each new podcast, which comes out every Monday. I'll chat with you next week, but in the meantime, I'm sharing my new phrase, and that is, expect magic.